a great song from a great album. Sometimes I forget what a Radiohead fan I am. Like I, I they're top five for me. Yeah. And I'll just go on these breaks where I just forget to oh, put them on. Just throw that album on front oh. to back in rainbows. Yeah. Woo! That album is unbelievable. What about Kid A? Are you a Kid A fan? No, I mean, I, I appreciate Kid A, but In Rainbows was perfect for me. Oh. Perfect. I remember seeing them play at Budweiser Stage or uh, whatever the hell it was called. The Molson, Molson Amphitheater. Amphitheater back then, yeah. And uh, there had been a rainstorm, and there was a double rainbow that night before for, they yes, got on stage. I heard about that. Yeah. I heard, I really? literally heard about that. People were losing their minds. Yeah. Now, maybe people were high on narcotics at the time. Probably. <laughs> Can't say I wasn't. I don't remember. Uh, but I just remember, in rainbows, and there's rainbows. Oh. And it was such a great show. And, uh, yeah, I love Radiohead. This part of the song? Oh, my God. I was a ticket scalper that night. What? Yeah, I I'd managed to buy four tickets to the show and knowing that it was going to be pretty popular I'm like you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell two of them okay and I'm going to pay for my uh, other two seats and did and you I, make money on it yeah well I paid for the seats that I was sitting in my brother and I went to that show so you kind of went for free uh yeah essentially I just hmm. went up to a scalper I wasn't like hey tickets get your tickets here I just went right up to a scalper and I said hey what would you give me for two in section 300 whatever it was like under the the, the cover? The cover, mm-hmm. which is important if it's going to be raining or something. Right. He gave me enough to cover the cost of all four tickets. Wow. It was a pretty good deal. That sounds like a jerk move well, on your behalf. <laughs> I think someone backed out and then I was like, ah, oh, you know, I didn't feel like trying to find somebody to go. It's funny. So. I would have gone with you to that show. Yeah. But well, we hadn't rekindled our friendship. We hadn't. We oh, hadn't. no. No. Oh, horrible. Oh, wow. The dark days of our lives, <laughs> not being together. Uh, it's Tucker. It's Mora. Welcome back to our podcast. We had a little bit of a break because we were on vacation. I don't know if you saw this, but about a month ago, two of your favorite TV characters were teasing something on Instagram. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul from your favorite show. Jesse! About- Breaking Bad. Yeah. So they're teasing something last month about an announcement about the two of them being back together. And a lot of Breaking Bad fans were thinking, well, maybe this is the movie we've been waiting for. No, they're not making a movie. Well, they were talking about it. They can't. Well, you know what they're doing is they have another show, the the prequel, Better Call Saul, Mm -hmm. which they will appear in. And uh, that must be it. Is that what they're talking no, about? Because the new season's like not till next year? It has nothing to do with them being on screen ever again together. Mm, okay. Um, it's all a marketing campaign for a brand new liquor that they've partnered oh, with. Oh, God. They've kind of pulled a George Clooney here. They bought, I don't know what you call it, but it's um, a mezcal farm or what? A mezcal farm? Okay. So mezcal, if you're not like a big tequila aficionado, yeah. there's tequila. Yes. Just like there's champagne. Yes. Tequila has to be made in the tequila region of Mexico. Oh. And it's made from the blue agave plant. So okay. tequila is made with 100% agave. What happens when you have agave plants in other parts of Mexico and you make a similar drink, it's mezcal. Oh, okay. okay. So like you have Prosecco. Yep. You know, people might say champagne. It's not champagne unless it's made from, in the champagne region of France. You can't call it champagne. Unless so they it's have their there, own yeah. mezcal now. An artisanal 
handmade mezcal. They went down to Mexico and uh-huh. found, again, I don't know if it, you wouldn't call it a vineyard, you'd call it a ranch or a farm. Yeah, yeah. They found uh, this this farm down a dirt road and they bought it and now they're making their own mezcal. It's supposed to be amazing. It's called Dos Hombres. But can, <laughs> like two, uh, two dudes. Two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's yeah. what I find. If I was a rich dude, I would want to do that as well. Don't don't you think they must hang out down there all the time and just make mezcal and? But do you know drink the story it? of George Clooney and uh, and uh, Gerber, uh, the guy he Ron did the Gerber? tequila f- with, Cindy Crawford's husband. Yeah, they're like great buddies. They set out to create their own tequila, like somebody might want to make their own beer in their basement as a hobby. Okay, and so they were trying all these different things, and they finally came up with this combination they were happy with and created this tequila. And their friends and people that they introduced it to thought it was great and said, "You guys should put this out there." So they did. So the tequila which is called Casamigos, uh, went on the market and it just like was selling amazingly. Mm-hmm. And so much so that they decided to sell the majority of the company mm-hmm. and sold it for like a billion dollars. A little side project that makes you a billion dollars? Well, it was 700 million US, I think. Oh. And then there was like another 300 million that was part of the deal. So yeah. it was essentially, it was like a billion dollar deal. And speaking of celebrities, you know, we just reached the 20th anniversary of the release of American Pie. Remember 20 that? years old, eh? Remember that fantastic franchise? How many uh, American Pies came after? Too many. <laughs> For sure too many. Yeah. But a um, bunch of them were funny. Then it, I think it became too much. I mean, the first was amazing. First was good. I think the second one was pretty funny, too. You know, those movies that you don't know what to expect and they end up being monsters. I love those movies. Yeah. And it had a bunch of nobodies who went on to be somebodies like, yeah. like Jason Biggs. I mean, Eugene Levy was in oh. it. So, you know, like he was the probably the senior most yeah. recognizable person in that movie. Totally. And I remember I heard this story that Jason Biggs was on the set. And, you know, that scene where he had to put his penis into the pie and like, yeah. So he's on the set and he's like, oh my God, like he didn't know at the time that this was going to be a big movie either. Yeah. So he actually called his manager and he's like, I feel like this could be like a career ruining move for me to do this scene. Because if the movie sucks, he's just the guy that stuck it in an uh, apple pie right? and it didn't go anywhere. By the way, it wasn't even a real apple pie. The pie was filled with styrofoam. And let me guess, he didn't really stick his penis inside (laughs) it. Is that what you're going to tell me? (laughs) Well, his manager said, just do it, Uh do it. So he did it. And then it was like a signature bit in the movie. It was a signature bit in the movie. people were dying. He does want everyone to know that he wasn't actually aroused and he wasn't inside (laughs) the pie. Do we really need him to confirm that? Was there anyone out there thought like, wow, he must have loved that part of the movie. Well, you know, people believe what they see in the movies, right? Uh, He said he was flush against the pie. Okay. And again, it was filled with styrofoam, so it wouldn't have been that great of a time anyways. He was just acting. He was just acting. It was that convincing. When I think back to that American Pie scene... There is some truth to what you see in the sense that there are some guys out there that will stick themselves into almost anything at some point in time to experiment. Really? To try and simulate <laughs> a woman. 
or a man or whatever. Or just you know what I mean? A sexual encounter. To feel what that might feel like. Or just to feel good. I'm sure there's someone out there before this movie was made that stuck themselves in a pie. Like there's some guy out right. there that did that. Well, just, maybe that's how the writers came up with the moment, right? Yeah. Might have drawn on some of their own material. It would probably be amazing to look at a list of things guys have stuck themselves into in order to experience some sort of pleasure. Please tell me you have a list in front I of you. Don't. I don't. I, I could probably come up with one if I got on Google long enough. But like, for example, uh, you know, I can just think of stories we've talked about on our radio shows over the years. Yeah. Uh, especially in the segment, Is He Bald?, where we discuss people who have been in trouble with the law. And there's all kinds of stories out there of guys trying to have sex with objects, like picnic tables. Picnic tables? Like um, inflatable pool toys. There was a story, and this was fairly recently, I was uh, reading about, where there was a guy who was going around a neighborhood, and he was stealing inflatable pool toys. Really? And uh, they eventually caught him, and they in his apartment, he had, like, tons of <gasps> them. And the reason why he was stealing them was because he was having sex with them. It's <laughs> horrible. My, I'm just thinking of my in-laws who just bought my daughter um, a, a flamingo for the pool. And she loves it. Lock it up when it's not, a, you know, you don't want to make sure, like, you could have a creepy person who's in the neighborhood. Really? I'm just Comes trying to... and has know, their way with that flamingo. I'm trying to understand how you would even go about doing something I mean, like. I don't have a fetish for pool toys, yeah. so I can't tell you with any great certainty. I could speculate on what they would do. I can picture, like, a water wing working <laughs> right just squish it together right. right and then make it yeah no is that what i mean doing? yeah i would think it would be something to do with that or if it was uh if it was something that didn't have a natural crease in it yes because you would i would think you would want the crease is you would have to deflate it partially maybe oh. and then squeeze it together i don't you know a little too much about well, this. I don't. I swear <laughs> to you, I've. This is something I've never done. But as a guy, I could just f- try and figure it out. Sure. Just like we used to joke at um, my buddy's place, he had this couch, uh-huh. a leather couch, and uh, the couch cushions. If you looked at it in a certain way, almost looked like butt cheeks. Oh, God. <laughs> and so you could like we would you know go up and like simulate <gasps> sex with the couch by squeezing the quote butt cheeks together, just to make them laugh. Uh, I'm you know not naked. Just it was all you know pretending. Simulated, yeah. But with that said, I'm sure there's. Lots of guys who have tried that in a, you know, no one's around scenario. Sure. Probably more so with a couch than with an apple pie. At this point, I'm so happy I had a little girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I got two daughters. I mean, who knows? Like, I'm sure there's things that girls could get up to. Sure. Do you know any girls that have ever tried to uh, have encounters with have objects? Encounters with things? No, what I'm... about like washing machines? I've always heard that one, and I've yeah. never known anyone to well, admit now it. Well, everybody's got the front-loading upright ones, so what okay. are you going to do there? The whole idea was that you would sit on top of the washing machine, right, right. And, in a spin cycle. Yes. And while it's vibrating, it would stimulate you. The same thing would happen in a front loader. That's so funny because unless they're stackable, Remember then you my... have to get on top of the dryer. Yeah, that's not and that's work. a lot. They're usually in a closet. I mean, give me a break. Do you remember my old bathroom? 
well, it was my new bathroom at my old place that I renovated. Yes. Yeah. So I had this freestanding tub. I've always wanted a freestanding tub. I was taking baths all the time and I was giving a lot of tours of the bathroom because I was really proud. I picked out everything myself. Yeah. And a girlfriend came over and she said to me, oh, I know why you picked that hand wand. (laughs) And I was like, "Ah, was it a massage shower head? Is that why? She said it in all seriousness and kind of like gave me the elbow. And I was like, I, you know, shocked, didn't know what she was talking about. So I decided to see if there was any truth to what she was saying with the wand. Uh-huh. And it was the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Is that why you, gra- you really gripped with the idea of selling that house? <laughs> She saw it and she said, that looks like it was made, that choice was made for a reason. Sure enough, she was right. And this is me like experiencing this Mm. later in life. I wish I would have known about the shower wand thing ages ago. Okay. (laughs) I got nothing. You got nothing No, I will say that I I wouldn't want to have a shower that didn't have a shower wand for other reasons. Me too. That's why I got it. You now just, when you turn I turn that dial, you get yeah. you intensify the center stream of water. Yeah, and you clean your undercarriage with that. <laughs> it's like fabulous. you would, like you would pressure wash a deck. <laughs> well, that might be a <laughs> but bit. But I don't much. use it for sexual pleasure. <laughs> well, but I guess nor did I until someone brought it up. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, it's not the same in my new bathroom. Pick the wrong wand. So guys, <laughs> couch cushions, girls, shower heads. There you go. Great comparison. <laughs> I bet Bundus has a story of making love to an inanimate object. <laughs> I, have, I have a few. Do you? Growing up, what was a, your jam? I, I think the first thing I tried was a toilet paper roll. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, that must have not been great. No, it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> Did you like? Did you do? Did you prep the roll with any uh, extra stuff? Yeah, or? You took like some hand soap and started oh. squirting. <laughs> okay. Hand soap. Yeah, just to kind of like lube up that thing. But yeah, it, it yeah. was really awkward, right? Like it was too. Like the hole is. Yeah. No, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't um, the right fit. That's so funny. I've never heard of that. I've heard of fruit. Like I've heard of people cutting holes into fruit. What kind of fruit? I think any kind of fruit. <laughs> I guess you could do that. Yeah. I had a buddy who. Um, who tried to have sex with a tree, a hole in a tree. That's a true story? True story. His name was Max. Well, you're going to get tons of slivers that way. Nah, that wouldn't be comfortable at all. No. No. He was just doing that to get a laugh out of people. No. like That poor tree. Was it a camping trip? (laughs) I I think he was just walking home through the woods one day. And when you're like 13 years old, your brain's all screwed up. Right. You're just looking for orifices. You're just looking for holes. (laughs) Yeah. If it's a hole, I will find out if it fits. And if it feels good. Uh, wow. See, I had no idea guys were like this. When I got a little bit older, I remember uh, I was working at a different radio station and the sex show, mm-hmm. um, they they came in and they dropped off a bunch of gift bags. Mm. And uh, Christmas morning <laughs> for Bundus. Inside one of the gift bags was one of those um, fake vaginas. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> How far down this road do you want to travel, I, I, Laura? I don't know. I, I mean, do I I feel need, like we know the we, end of the story well, right I now. Well, I just want to know, was it better than most other things you found? No, it's not. But it sat there in the box for a good month. I'm like, I can't do this. This is ridiculous. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm in my later 20s now. Oh, yeah. Eventually, yeah. the, you know, the... <laughs> 
the, the allure of it right. got the best of me it's, and I tried and I felt so ridiculous doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in the garbage and that was that. Was it a flashlight? No, it was like a replica fake. Like, oh, okay. The full thing? The full thing. Wow. wow. So not good. I mean. I mean, the hand does the job. <laughs> Out of ten, Laura wants to know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it a six or a seven and a half? Uh, yeah, I'd say about like a six or seven in terms oh. of feel, but it's it's the awkwardness of it, oh, and then yeah. it's and then it's the cleaning up of it. And the, right. sh- the shame after the that shame. you feel. The shame. <laughs> shame. Like I'm I feel just like the we, worst we need the walk of shame for that one. Uh, Holy Bundus! Well, you won. You if there was something to win this morning, you would have won. Well, thank you. God, if they ever clean off my work computer here, the stuff that they will see me searching. Like right now, I was just searching for things guys have stuck their junk into to mm-hmm. see if I could find a list of common things. Yeah, and I didn't find uh, that, but I did find uh, the most common fetishes. Oh, well, that's even better. You want to know? You want to see some of those? Most common fetishes. So the feet are in there. Uh, foot fetish is, is probably one of them. Let me go through them here for you. What do you got? The top ten or something like that? It's 11 of the most common sexual fetishes. Okay. So I guess this is uh, for both men and women. It's not specific to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll tell you about it, and you can tell me if you'd have a problem with it. Okay. It was Matt's jam. Sure. Uh, first one that comes up here, and they're in no particular order, I don't think, about the most common, but these are all common ones. Impact play. That would be your spanking, your flogging, your paddling. Oh, and other forms of consensual striking. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I put myself in that category. I love a spank. <laughs> learning so much what? about you today. What? what? More about me than you just learned about Bundus? <laughs> I, 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 honestly, spanking is something that has never entered the fold in my life. Really, I mean, other than a little something maybe playful. Yeah, well, quickly. Yeah, like a playful spank. Some yeah. people really. Really like to get flogged hard. Oh yeah, I don't want like any a real like. Oh, you've been a bad boy. Don't bring a flogging into this. No, I don't want to be flogged. I used to date a girl who who liked to be choked out. Oh, oh to that yeah. point of like blackout almost. Oh, that could. That's how some people die. Is that yeah. on your list? Uh, and well, what's that called? Well, the, you know, I mean, with guys, it's usually called autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. I would assume it's called the same thing with women, but normally guys do it. They run into problems when they're alone. Like yeah. the, that's how the lead singer of NXS died, Michael Hutchins. That's how the guy from Kill Bill died. Yep. You don't um, want to die that way. Yeah, because you know they're going to find you, and you're going to yeah. have something around your neck, and you're going to have something in your hand, yeah. and they're going to know exactly what was up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get into that um, one. So you know, like impact play would be all part of that uh, BDSM stuff. Sure. Uh, number two, role playing. I know you've done this. Yes, <laughs> that's fun. I don't. I don't know if I could ever get Deb to get into role playing. I'd have to try, maybe harder. But um, you know, you're just acting out sexual fantasies with your partner, and you're playing roles. I find if I'm not being verbal about a role play, I notice I'm doing it in my head, anyways. Like I'm pretending Matt's the contractor working on my house. <laughs> Like, and he doesn't know this. So, you know, if I don't verbalize it, I'm still doing it in my head. Well, when you were building your cafe and you were doing all this stuff, you were the... the interior designer. Yeah, and, and I'd so have to book appointments. Yeah, you'd make your husband book appointments for you to yeah. have 
They were all at night, oddly enough. <laughs> That's pretty great. Good for you. Thanks. Good for you. Foot fetish is in there. Everybody's heard of that one. Yeah. People are into foot worship. That is not my jam. I know people who are into feet. And uh, I, I kind of wish I was because my wife loves shoes. Uh-huh. So she's got lots of shoes. Yeah. I mean, there's guys out there that will buy shoes from people that have been worn and the stinkier, the better. Really? Yeah. And they'll spend a lot of money. Especially, we talked to someone about this. Don't you remember? They they were um, offered money, and they were offered more money if they would do the exchange in person. Mm-hmm. So if the person could meet the the oh. you know the guy could meet the girl who was selling the footwear, yeah, it would add value to the footwear they were buying. Because then he could have something you know in his in his mind. Yeah, and they can't be new shoes that you just have boxes at in your place that you're selling. They have to be worn, and they have to have you know a particular foot odor. <laughs> That's that's too much. That's for somebody's me. thing, though. That's somebody's thing. You know? Hey, I, I'm wondering if this one's on the list. I remember stumbling across this show called Pony Play, and it was people who would go to this ranch, and some would pretend to be ponies, and the others would pretend to be their. I don't know what you call them. Their human jockey, jockey, <laughs> and they were literally pretending to be ponies. Running around, like very convincingly, running around a ranch. What, uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. There's something for everybody. Yeah, there really is. And and people are into all kinds of stuff. You know, there's the furry lovers, people who want to be with other people who are wearing mascot, like big furry mascot costumes. (laughs) There's the one that involves people pretending to be babies and wanting to be mothered. Yeah. You know, what would you do if Matt said that he wanted you to talk, you to talk to him as though he was a baby and change his diaper? No, no. Some people will soil their diaper. Yeah, no, I couldn't do, I couldn't be with somebody who was doing that. I got, I got one diaper I'm working on all the time, which is Harvest. (laughs) I don't need to be dealing with an adult That would be a deal breaker? Yeah, that would be a deal breaker for me. You'd be like, no, can't do it? Can't do it. What if he said, I'm leaving you if you can't do it? Then I guess we'd have to break up. Like, oh wow, yeah, there it is. You would know that before you got married, though. You'd hope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What um, about you and Deb? You guys are looking at if me. If Deb like, wanted I- to have a dump in a diaper and wanted me to change it, I would have a problem with that. <laughs> yes. We don't even fart in front of each other. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm asking her to change my diaper. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, well, this one's kind of obvious. Anal. Is one of them. Oh, that's considered a fetish. Eh? I guess so. People can be really into it. Butt plugs, mm. things like that. Um, lingerie is a fetish. Sure. That's something I'm into. Classic. Classic yeah. fetish. Oh, why not? Mm-hmm. I always prefer to have sex with clothes on than like fully naked. Really? I like shoes. I like lingerie. I like things that I can pull and move around. I don't want naked. I want something to mm, grab on. There onto. you go. Mm. Yeah, no, I like, uh, I, I love lingerie. I think it's amazing. But I also do like, you know, I, there's a time where it can come off. It yeah. doesn't need to be, you know, girls are always like, oh, it's not comfortable. But it's like, you're not sleeping in it all night. I know, but I find I look better when I'm fully naked because when you, as soon as you put clothing on, you start to get things like muffin top pinching and stuff mm-hmm. like that in places that you don't want it. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant but on the lingerie. This is the thing. It's not for you. You know, if your husband is into it right. and, and is turned on by it, what do you care if, you know, he doesn't see the muffin top the way you do. You're right. You know what You're I mean? You're so right. Thank uh, you for that. Group sex is apparently a fetish. Uh-huh. Swingers. Would that be considered swinging? 
Yeah, I exactly. Guess so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, inviting a third in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it on Tinder now, right? If you're on the dating apps, there's some couples that are on these dating apps too, looking for people who want to join in. Oh, wow. Uh, sensation play. Okay, huh. so this could be anything from, you know, ice cubes mm-hmm. to balloons. <laughs> what the hell do you do with a balloon? That's a good point. Some some guys are into feeling balloons. Ah, that just makes me think of and clowns. the sound you know. of the, you know what I mean, when you're yeah. handling a balloon? Yeah, no, that makes me think of clowns, which are not sexy at all. Orgasm control. Oh. Edging. Uh, yeah, Does there that, you go. That means you go to the brink and then come back? Yeah, or but you, the idea is that your partner is the one who's in control of bringing you to the brink and then shutting you off. Yeah. You see that in porn sometimes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There'll be something going on, and well, then they, uh, the, one of the people in the, in the movie will be like, nope, that's it. And then the person will be like, what? Come on! <laughs> Don't leave me like this! Oh, you're hurting me! You should be a porn actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be the what? best. Come on! Hey, what are you doing? What are you going to do that for? I mean, I'm sure, you know, a little bit of that is fine, but... uh, So, actually, there's never a climax in that situation? Sometimes the videos will literally end with the girl saying, well, bye, and walking out of the room. And the guy will be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Wow. Uh, Because that's actually the premise for tantric sex, is to abstain from crossing that line when you get mm-hmm. that orgasm and then apparently when you do have an orgasm it's like your entire sexual experience becomes an orgasm which is apparently how sting makes love well that's what he said but i think that all those things were blown at a proportion <laughs> but, but some people don't want that you know i i know people that it just they want to get it done they yeah. don't want the big long two-hour session I mean, oh, when, who has time for that? I do not have time for that. I mean, maybe when your kids are older and your Sting's age, you have more time. <laughs> right. Or when you're in your 20s and yeah. or you're single, mm-hmm. you have a whole afternoon to kill. Most yeah. people just need to get to <laughs> bed. I, I appreciate the long session. Yeah, me because too. I have nothing to do or no responsibilities. So. Right. Well, I appreciate a long session, but my wife would rather, you know... I, let's be honest. I mean, how long could you stand to look at me naked? Right? Oh, she, wants to, she wants it all over with. No. It's because you want to, no. like, you know, watch The Handmaid's Tale or something. Well, you know what it is? Is It's usually a timing thing. Nobody has time for no. the long session. No. Okay. Uh, did I do a bondage is here? So that's, you know, part of your... I thought that was under the flogging category. Well, I think with bondages, there's more tying up, mm-hmm. handcuffs... Things like that, belts. Okay. Items such as those. That's always a good time. Just a little, little play with I mean, the bondage. This is just all list. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of these articles here. Psychological play is another one. Um, that's when you're you're basically like humiliation. Oh, would God. be part of that. I, I do not want humiliate me when I'm standing naked in front of you. No thanks. You're just a useless lover. You're terrible at it. Well, I don't like oh, that. Oh, look at you. You know, it's 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 the psychological part of the, uh, huh. you know, the bondage stuff. Man. You're going to have to lick my feet if you misbehave <laughs> again. <laughs> again. You know. You'd be a great porn actor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and voyeurism is on this list as well. 
So that's, uh, have you ever heard stories of people inviting other people to come in the room and watch them have sex? No. Or if somebody invites you in and they want you to watch them? I've heard of stories where um, guys will want somebody to have sex with their girlfriend or wife in front of them. And that just... That seems insane, doesn't it? Well, there's got to be some real trust there because a lot could go wrong. Sure. You know what I mean? Like how... Are you looking over your shoulder? Probably a lot in that scenario, Bundes, if that you ever get asked to have sex with somebody's wife in front of them. I, I don't want to ever be part of any kind of cuckolding. Not like not I don't want to be the one being cucked, nor do I want to cuck. Is that the term? Else. Yeah. What's cuckolding? Yeah, cuckolding. You know, someone's a cuck essentially meaning like you're watching your wife uh have sex with another man and you're sitting there in front, like kinda like rubbing one out while watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, no. No, not interested. Should we go back to the beginning and do like a whole uh, listener discretion advisory thing for this podcast? Absolutely. Well, it's too late now. That's the thing with the podcast. Sometimes you just head off in a direction and you have no idea where it's going to go. Hey, guys, listener discretion advised. (laughs) Yeah, you've been warned. Yeah. All right. You think we've talked enough about sex in this podcast, Maura? <laughs> I think so. I think we've reached the limit. I will never change a roll of toilet paper without thinking of Bundus <laughs> ever again. Yeah, I have a hard time doing it, too, every time I look at it. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> you never graduated to the paper towel roll, <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, I wish I was that big. The <laughs> wrapping paper roll, you know, oh, Christmas. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think uh, we're going to wrap things up here in a sec. Before we do, though, I just, uh, I was... I looked i saw something that shocked me it was an article talking about the most played song on the radio in the united kingdom over the last hundred years so of any song you know this Mm. incorporates the british invasion the beatles all that kind of stuff yeah what do you think the most played song on the radio was in the last hundred years. And this is tracked by a body that looks after the licensing of these songs. So they uh-huh. would know because these artists get paid based on how many spins they get. I'm going to guess that it was um, John Le- um, um, Imagine. By John Lennon. By John Lennon. You know, I was going to say John Legend. <laughs> I would have guessed the Beatles. Something from the Beatles. Yeah. It's not even of that era. It's much newer than that. Much newer, so maybe like more of like the um, some, like a Zeppelin song. Uh, Stairway to Heaven. Newer than that, even. But another great guest, Led Zeppelin, one of the greatest rock bands of all time from England. Mm, newer uh, than that. Okay, like the song came out in the two thousands. Is it Adele? It's not Adele. In fact, I saw this band opening up for another band. They were the opener. And uh, they opened for a popular rock band last summer. Uh, Hold on then. Um, I don't know. I know, right? It's not 21 Pilots. It's not 21 Pilots. You guys give up? Yeah, we give up. (laughs) Okay, here we go. This is the most played song on the radio in the UK in the last century. And you know the song. You've played it yourself. Snow Patrol? Yep. We'll do it all. Wow. Everything. Was this part of like a monumentous TV montage on like Grey's Anatomy or something? Oh, this song has been on every one of those shows. Yeah. Every Anatomy show. 
was only And Snow Patrol opened for the Foo Fighters last July. Uh, okay. Or What's the big line? If I Isn't it right here? If I lay here If I just lay here Would you lie with me It's a beautiful song. It is a nice song. I just can't believe this is the most played song. But the only thing I can think of that made this song... A, you know, bigger than any other is that just the way stations play songs these days. Right. You know, I've worked on radio stations where we would play the same song at times. You know, we'd be in in the morning at 4.30. The song would play three times before we were done at 9 a.m. Sure. You know, play 120 times a week. Mm-hmm. Whereas they probably didn't do that maybe in the 70s and 80s and even early 90s. Pretty yeah. sure this song was playing on multiple formats plus yeah it was a rockish song because they were alternative and it was a pop song it was a total crossover too the next two songs you want to know what second place was sure was I Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas (laughs) okay uh huh and Pharrell's Happy was Uh, number three I really like that song so you know songs that are from the last 20 years yeah yeah, it's not a bad song. I mean, how do you? It's no, it's no Imagine. No, from John Lennon. No, you know. Yeah, it's no Stairway to Heaven. No, it's not a masterpiece, is it? I would say it is a pop uh, masterpiece. Hmm. It just sounds so distinctly like 2007 to me. Yeah. Yeah, well, but it's a song that still gets played today on some stations, so that tells you something. There's some songs that get played and they just disappear. Yeah, you're right. When's the last time you heard Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry, When's the last time you heard Hoobastank? (laughs) (laughs) I just love the name of that band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Okay, well... That's going to do it for us. Sorry about this podcast, guys. Whoa, too much information. I am all I like this song better than Snow Patrol Chasing Cars, but... Me too. It's not as radio-friendly, perhaps. I don't even know if this song was ever on the radio. I don't, I don't think so. Once again, it's All I Need by Radiohead. You're all I need. Do a podcast where we talk about songs. Yeah, I think we've done it before. But I know, but it, it seems like we do it every podcast. We always have some list or something <laughs> that comes up. All right, this uh, album, by the way, is in rainbows. If you want to track down the song, so good, you won't yeah. be disappointed. I love Radiohead so much. I got to spend more time listening to them in the next little bit. Yeah, maybe on vacation. Okay, peace out. See you, Bundes. Later. Bye, Mora. And don't forget, subscribe to our podcast if you don't already so you know when they're coming up. And we got a second one that'll be out later this week called the Take Two Podcast, where we uh, just play back all different highlights from the week on the air. Because we also do a radio show on a station called Energy 95.3 that covers all around the Golden Horseshoe. Check it out. Bye.